teams used to say, and this was Tampa Bay, other teams would basically tell their players that if they didn't play well or if they were acting out, that they would send them to Green Bay. It was basically like Siberia. Like, that's where it was in the NFL. And Reggie White turned that script. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. At 7.12 on this Wednesday morning. So the Air Force has new details about Jack Teixeira. Anyone remember who Jack Teixeira is? If you had just said his name, I would have said no, but we already talked about this, so I can't play the game. <laughs> so I Teixeira is the kid, basically, the young man who worked for the Air Force and then posted leaked classified information on Discord, which is a website for other young, punky, young adults. And like he was bragging about, like, look at this stuff. I've, I'm taking pictures of this classified documents and I'm putting it on here. And it was a big deal. Like this, there was some very dramatic and very highly classified items on there. Well, now 15 personnel are being disciplined for the leaks. Teixeira was a technician responsible for the operation and maintenance of computers at his Air National Guard unit in Massachusetts. But at least three of his supervisors knew he was taking deep dives and even taking notes on classified intelligence reports he had no need to know. Yeah, so that's CBS's David Martin. So he just said at least three knew. So if they knew, why didn't they stop it? This is fascinating to me because I can almost relate to it, not to this level. Some of his supervisors knew he should not have had access to the information, told him to shred his notes, but failed to alert proper authorities. The airport or Air Force report said they didn't alert proper authorities because... They feared security officials might overreact. <laughs> Let's not make this a big deal. I don't want oh, I don't want Jerry coming rolling in here getting all upset about this. Cuz if you tell him, he's going to tell Johnson. Oh, you know how God, Johnson yeah. is about these Jeez, things. And he cracks in. Heads are going to roll. Hey, Let's Jack, just Jack, just shred your notes. Come on. <laughs> nope, didn't Listen, do that. Son, you don't need access to all this. Like he would take post-it notes and like copy stuff down and then carry it out and of there. And they knew. Yeah. They knew he was walking out with this stuff. From the report, had any of these members come forward, security officials would likely have facilitated restricting systems facility access and alerted the appropriate authorities. These people were repeatedly aware of what he was doing and not stopping it. The report is like, hey, do your job, please. Let's not be worried about someone overreacting. How about you make sure he stops leaking things? Because the important question at the front end of this is, why did a guy so low level as him have access in any way? Yes. To all of this that secret stuff. Always ultimately the biggest question, why? And that, that part, by the way, they're still trying to get figured out. It appears like he just seemed to have the appropriate uh, abilities and opportunities to do it, and, and here we are. Well, this is how these things always go, right? The investigation happens, and all of a sudden a lot more names <laughs> are a part of it than just one dude. Sports is sponsored by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive, it's worth the trip. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After bouncing the balls in overtime on Monday, the 16-7 and Milwaukee Bucks will face off with the team that knocked them out of the NBA's in-season tournament, the Indiana Pacers, a team that Bucks guard Damian Lillard knows will show up to play. You know, we know that they're a team that's going to play extremely fast. Got a lot of, a lot of youth about them, you know, young energy, confident. They play hard. They shoot a lot of threes, and, um, you know, Rick Carlisle has those guys playing. 
they playing with a lot of confidence. Um, we're going to have to, you know, be sharp. We're going to have to come in. We're going to have to be ready to defend those guys. They spread the floor. They get into the paint. They kick it out. A lot of shooters. They got a shooting big man. So um, we're going to have to be really sharp. It's going to be a good game. If you're at the Bucks game tonight, you could be witnessing history. Damian Lillard, who you just heard there, is now only one three-pointer away from tying former Buck Kyle Korver for fifth place on the NBA's all-time list for three-pointers made. The Bucks will continue their homestand tonight with that 7 p.m. tip-off. Coverage will begin right here on WTMJ at 6. One day after falling to the New York Giants, head coach Matt LaFleur had some time to look back and reflect on his team's 24-22 loss on Monday night. Spoiler alert, none of it was pretty. Long, hard look at the, the film, and that was a tough watch in every phase. And you try to make the, the necessary adjustments and corrections, and you got to learn from it. So, And then you move on, and it's a quick turnaround. We did get a head start uh, having that additional day last week on Tampa, so that, that helps out a little bit. But ultimately, uh, so we're just in here grinding Tampa, Tampa tape and you know, moving on. Not only is it a quick turnaround for Green Bay, there might be some concern for the Packers that they could be shorthanded with playmakers on Sunday. Absolutely. I think anytime you have more guys that continue to go out, um, certainly it, it puts some stress on you, but um, it's also an opportunity for other guys. And we got other guys in that locker room that are, you know, just would jump at the chance to be able to get on the uh, out on the field and uh, contribute. Two names to pay attention to. Receivers Jaden Reed and Dontavian Wicks both left that game early. An update should come from Lambeau Field sometime after practice today. And lastly, we'll stick with Packers here. The highly anticipated 30-for-30, the Minister of Defense, premiering tonight on ESPN. The film takes a deeper look into the life and career of former Packer and NFL Hall of Famer Reggie White, including never-before-seen footage from an interview filmed in 2004, just two months before his untimely death at the age of 43. Reggie is the greatest defender of all time. He wanted to be a man of God, and he wanted to win the Super Bowl. Get away from the field, Reggie gets a little more complicated. What I'm learning now, based on what I was teaching then, I misled people. That highly anticipated documentary set to premiere at 8 p.m. tonight. And Vince, if you've ever gone to Red Lobster and you had a cheddar biscuit, and, and, who, hasn't? and, and who hasn't, Next time you go, savor that flavor. It could be a reason Reggie White is in Green, or was in Green Bay. Do you know why, or is that just the tease they've put out? I know why. You do. you got to tune in to watch it tonight <laughs> at 8 p.m. on ESPN. Can you tell me off the air, because I'm super <laughs> curious. 719 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Okay. Wisconsin's morning news. So add to the stress of the holidays before year's end is when many, if not most, companies require you to get your health insurance and benefits squared away. Enrollment, baby. Yes, open enrollment. You know, everywhere I've been, they call it open enrollment. Same here at Good Karma Brands. I was telling you, when I was in my first job in Green Bay, WFRV TV, Channel 5, Eyewitness News, Green Bay. Okay. So first job out of college, first full-time job, and yeah. this was before you could stay on your parents' benefit plan for years Until after you're college. 26. Right? So I get a call from the – this was before even like you had an HR department, right? That's kind of a newer thing, human resources. Those were people, the days, weren't they? Right? He just <laughs> had some office manager, right, kind of runs stuff like that. So I, man, Dave Stewart, I think, was his name. He was a good guy, and I was young and new and whatever. And God bless Dave. 
a high of 42 tonight. He calls me, calls me right. into his office, and he sits me down, and he says, hey, I didn't, I didn't get your insurance selections, your, your benefit selections. Stared at him. He goes, you know, it was sent to you in the mail. You got a big mailer from CBS, and we were CBS-owned station, so I got a lot of corporate mail. Like, should have gotten it in the mail. You got to fill out all this stuff. What kind of insurance you want? Again, the stare from Blank young stare. Vinny at 22. <laughs> he goes, hey, kid, you got to open your mail. And so Dave sat down there, clicked his pen, and he's like, all right, do you have a doctor? Regular? He goes through all of this stuff wow. and walked me through it. And I, I thank him endlessly for that. But then that meeting ended again with, hey, you have to open your mail. Yeah. Like you're an, you're adult an adult now. now. Yep. Right? So nobody loves to do this stuff, but you go through and you make your choices. You want better coverage at a higher premium, or do you want supplemental AD&D? All of this stuff, vision, dental, it's overwhelming. And I've got a little bit of help for you this morning. We use R&R Insurance here at Good Karma Brands, and I know one of the executives there, Jeff Salasinski, you hear me talking with him on the air from time to time. Last time he was here, had a few quick helpers. It starts with knowing what you had last year may not be available to you this year, so you've got to look closely at this stuff. Typically, these programs are going to have different changes on an annual basis. So it's important to understand what benefits have been added, what benefits have been taken away, and what the total cost implication might be. Maybe too late for you to hear this now because of the complexity of, of some of these choices. You don't want to wait till the last day. The websites get jammed. Your HR people are fielding all kinds of questions who have waited to the last minute. Right. So Jeff's advice, get out in front of your open enrollment. It's important to get out ahead of this. These are big financial decisions you're making uh, for not only yourself, but for your family. Your employer has gone through a lot of effort to make a very generous and competitive offering for their employees. So work ahead. Don't wait to the last moment and you won't be disappointed. And these are supposed to be things that attract you to certain businesses, a good benefits package. So probably your employer is doing what they can to put together a pretty good menu of options for you. Again, talking with Jeff Salasinski, VP of Insurance Operations at R&R Insurance. Also know this, your HR peeps, they're not necessarily the people you ask about everything because what plan is right for you is deeply personal. There are so many factors that can affect which plan best fits you and your family. There are expensive plans. There are cheaper plans. Where you like to treat, maybe you have a preferred physician who works at a different facility, all of those things factor into the selection. Benefits like life insurance, disability insurance, identity protection are all incredibly important. Now here's the other thing. You're often provided a wealth of resources on how to make these choices, whether it's through your company, where you get to sit in on briefings or meetings, they bring people in for the insurance companies, or you have a lot of things online. Whatever it is, Jeff says, use these resources. First and foremost, there's some great online tools today. Technology has really addressed the education gap between where we are today and where we were, say, 10 years ago. Um, number two, a great employee benefit sales consultant is outstanding. That professional can sit down with you individually and walk you through the options, walk you through the financial calculations that you might want to undertake with some counsel. Um, and lastly, the information that your employer will share with you as well is incredibly valuable. It's Jeff Salasinski from R&R Insurance. If you're still going through your open enrollment and another good piece of advice from Dave Stewart, read your mail. Bucks will get another crack at the Pacers. Any bad blood over the loss oh, yeah. in the in-season tournament? Halliburton, our guy, our Oscars yeah. guy, 
He was uh, kind of doing a little taunting action when they knocked us out of the in-season tournament. Well, they go at it again tonight. Brandon looks ahead in sports at 745. Big deal announced overseas. It is a plan that is led by the science. Yes, words agreed in Dubai. The stated goal to eventually transition away from fossil fuels. This was a huge announcement as they try to deal with accelerating climate action. However... Does it have the teeth it would need? The language purposely vague, but as the president of the climate summit, Sultan Al-Jabir, sees it. It is an enhanced, balanced, but make no mistake, historic package to accelerate climate action. The agreed deal says the transition will be done in a way that gets the planet to net zero greenhouse gas emissions in 2050. And it projects a world peaking its growing carbon pollution by 2025. That's ABC's Tom Rivers. Here's the issue, though, that a lot of people aren't happy about with this is that it's super vague and and weak and has caveated language on fossil fuels, which will basically allow most, if any countries want to, to skirt around. It's got loopholes, if you will, involved. So the agreement is there, but... If it's so vague that it doesn't need to be followed, what was the point? That's one of the reasons that some folks in the U.S. get bent out of shape over this. And regardless of whether they're climate deniers or anything like that, they, you know, there's an economics argument to it of like, okay, fine, because we'll do it right in the U.S. And then we'll spend billions, if not trillions, on renewable energy and we'll be shutting down coal plants that's happening right here in Wisconsin. We'll be doing all this stuff because we want to comply with the agreement. And the whole rest of the planet is doing whatever the hell they want and belching out all their stuff. and. Right, yeah, China's Norway. over there, oh, yeah, China, I suppose, blowing whatever it wants, and then, then we look over here. Are we the only chumps? Are we the only ones who are following the rules? So, regardless, even if you're for these kind of things, right? They either have teeth or they don't, and if they don't, why bother? This is news reported brought to you by Steinhoffels. Visit them at steinhoffels.com. rule of life number eight just because they make it in your size doesn't mean you should buy it it's <laughs> good advice t-minus three shows for jeff wagner that's right here we go getting down to it he kept me in here for 15 minutes yesterday and cross talk uh-huh. so i do the news at noon and then after jeff usually has a little nugget that he mm-hmm. wants to talk sure. about we, yeah, we call it the business cross talk yeah and yesterday we were just chatting it up he is loose. <laughs> <laughs> He's enjoying his moment. He was playing his old show open, more of the Blues Brothers music oh, and nice. whatever. He said, what are they going to do? <laughs> I'm like, I like that. You should be, you know what? You long should have been doing that. Right? Yeah. Play, the, the, play the one you like. Play the hits, Play Jeff. the hits. So more hits ahead today. Jeff Wagner takes over just after noon today. It's three shows left in Jeff Wagner's long tenure, 25 years here with us at WTMJ. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Short week for the Green Bay Packers as they are back to work today following their letdown in the Meadowlands on Monday night. Head coach Matt LaFleur addressing the media on Tuesday, a day after being able to assess how QB1 played in the team's 24-22 loss. Certainly some, some throws I know Jordan would like to have back. I did think he did a nice job down the stretch, despite how the game had been going, to show the resiliency to bring us down. I mean, I thought specifically the last drive, he did a really nice job making some tough throws that some we made the plays and some we didn't. 
but all in all, it just, you know, every phase contributed. We had two turnovers on offense. When you do that, probably not going to win the game. Love clearly not having his best stuff in that Monday night loss to the Giants, but nonetheless, former Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers not losing any confidence in the guy he helped mentor. I think he's doing fantastic. I think he's playing really, really well. It comes down to the same stuff. It's And, and I've been in the room with Tom before, and I know what he's all about. It's about decision-making. It's about footwork. It's about uh, accuracy. But I think he is, uh, everything's in place for him to be a starter at a high level for a long, long time. Over to the NBA, where the Milwaukee Bucks are back in action tonight as they seek out revenge on the team that knocked them out of the NBA's in-season tournament, the Indiana Pacers. Head coach Adrian Griffin looking ahead to tonight's rematch. We did some good things in the game, and obviously there's some things we got to correct. So we'll watch the film. We have two, you know two days as far as practice tomorrow. We'll have a good shoot around, and uh, we'll you know be prepared for Tip-off tonight at Pfizer. Form set for 7 p.m. The Bucks have won 10 straight at home. They look to make it 11. You can tune in right here on WTMJ, your home of the Bucks, beginning at 6 for Bucks shoot around. And lastly, big news for the Wisconsin Badgers football team on Tuesday afternoon. Former four-star recruit and Miami Hurricanes quarterback Tyler Van Dyke announcing his intentions to take his talents from South Beach up to Madison. Van Dyke last season for the Canes tossed for over 2,700 yards and 19 touchdowns. Vince, another good get in the offseason for head coach Luke Fickle and company. Are you buying in? Already, so the, the transfer portal's hot for the Badgers. Yeah, well, it can work for you, and it can work again you, right? Yeah. And so yeah. We'll, we'll see how it shakes out, who shows up in spring, right? Eric asked me if I was excited, you know, if this got me hyped, and I said, well, last year I was really hyped, and I, I lost a little bit of money uh, after, the, <laughs> after the season they had. So I'm kind of tempering yeah, my right? expectations, but it's really good to see – I mean, getting a guy from Miami to come up to Madison, that, that speaks volumes for what Luke Fickle's doing up there. In, uh, to your question, of if I, am I excited? I still remain excited sure. about Wisconsin Badgers Absolutely. football. And yeah. that's a good place to be. 747, our own Wisconsin Badger, Mark Tauscher, joins us next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Idea Man. The good teams find ways to win a game like that. And Green Bay's still trying to figure that piece of it out. Innovative. He did not look like himself. He looked indecisive. But what I love again about it, he didn't let all of that affect him the rest of the game. That's a great thing to see in a young player. And Packers Hall of Famer. Tausch making us feel better this morning. I like that. Appreciate it, Tausch. Yeah, I I always try, guys. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News is sponsored by your southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Reggie is the greatest defender of all time. He wanted to be a man of God, and he wanted to win the Super Bowl. Like me, Get away from the field, Reggie gets a little more complicated. What I'm learning now, based on what I was teaching then, I misled people. Tausch, I am super excited for the Reggie White documentary coming out on ESPN. Brandon, what is that? Does that drop tonight? That is tonight. That eight, tonight? Eight, yep, 8 p.m. on ESPN. Did you and Reggie cross? I mean, I know you guys didn't play together, but was he around at all when, when you started? It, yeah, actually, um, you know, a lot of times people will ask into your welcome to the NFL moment and things like that. So, uh, obviously, growing up here, uh, watching and respecting what Reggie did and the three sacks in the Super Bowl and turning the, you know, being a huge part of the big turnaround. I get into Green Bay in 2000 as a rookie, and Reggie had retired, but then came back to play in 2000 in Charlotte for the Carolina Panthers. 
And as luck would have it, what game do you think pops up on a Monday night schedule? Uh, the Carolina Panthers and the Green Bay Packers at Carolina. And it's one of my favorite kind of memories from playing was all week long. I was at that point a rookie. I was a short-haired, baby-faced, you know, just trying to figure things out, uh, right tackle. And Reggie White obviously had a great relationship with Brett Favre, but he had never sacked Brett Favre. So all week long, who's got to block Reggie White but old T? So it was the, <laughs> that was kind of the storyline. And one of my favorite moments is the, but the third play in the game, and we're running a keep pass. So Reggie's lined up over me, and I'm already, you know, luckily at this point Reggie was 38, 39 years old, so he wasn't the dominant force 25, 26, but still strong as a, obviously still has a lot of talent. I go on a keep pass, and I'm trying to bring him along with me so that Brett could roll out. Well, I get my hands up in his face mask a little bit and bring him down. We make a completion, and as I'm walking back to the huddle, I just hear this, young fella, keep your hands out of my face. (laughs) And I just turn and I said, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was kind of where I was at. Yeah, it was at that point. I so the rest of the game goes, and I you know we block, and you know luckily we didn't give up a sack. Reggie didn't get one on Brett, so it was a big night for me. But that was just that's something that you know, and I know Reggie passed a while ago. That was always something for me that is in my memory rolodex for my NFL career. Man, I, you know, Tausch, when I was just kind of breaking into the business and I was doing a little bit of writing before I ended up in television, and Reggie was a guy who was, you know, up and coming or then part of those Super Bowl teams just when I was starting to emerge and had an opportunity to interview him a, a number of times. The most significant piece that I wrote about him was, and you probably remember as a fan, the Thanksgiving Day game where we went down to Dallas and came from ahead to lose famously, but Reggie wasn't supposed to play because he was hurt. I think it was his shoulder or something, and he was telling this story. He said, I was on the training table that day, and God came down and healed me. And that was the story that Reggie was telling, and I wrote this piece about, you know, you, you believe what you want, but Reggie believes this, and that's the story he's telling. And he carried his ministry into the locker room to anybody who wanted to hear it. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt, and I've I heard plenty of stories. Again, I was uh, not able to be in a locker room with him, but the the legacy that he left with different debates and the way he uh, believed in what he believed, that resonated throughout the locker room and even after he went. But uh, uh, just the on the field, I just I think Packer fans appreciated it at the time. But I think when you look back at that era of football and what Reggie and what Reggie was able to bring from a credibility standpoint to the Green Bay Packers, People now look at what, where Green Bay is at with the facilities and everything else. Teams used to say, and this was Tampa Bay, other teams would basically tell their players that if they didn't play well or if they were acting out, that they would send them to Green Bay. It was basically like Siberia. Yes. Like that's where it was in the NFL. And Reggie White turned that script upside down. And now you look at it and uh, – Green Bay is looked at as one of the places that you want to go. If it's about football, this is where you want to go. I think Reggie White had a huge part in changing that narrative. 
Brandon says there's new information. We're going to learn new stuff about Reggie White in the ESPN Absolutely. doc. Is this a 30 for 30? 30 Brandon? for 30. Okay. The Minister of Defense that premieres tonight on ESPN at oh, Can you give us a little bit? A little taste? Brandon, Brandon seems well, to know things about what I don't necessarily know. What a teaser. I did a little bit of research. Uh, Red Lobster may have played a big part in why Reggie White chose Green Bay. That's that's all I'll leave you with. Touch. Is it the biscuits? Is it the biscuits? <laughs> Old T's gonna saying. have to tune in. ESPN, eight p.m. Uh, Old T, let me tell you something. <laughs> Old T will definitely be tuning into that. But I just wonder, was it all about that bread, or was it about them cheddar biscuits? <laughs> it's about the cheddar biscuits, yeah. legit. That's yeah, what Brandon it said. Is. I, think prob- I think it's I ain't gonna lie to you, Vinny. I, I got a hunch. Yeah, the cheddar biscuits are great, but I got a hunch it's a little probably about the bread that the Green Bay Packers <laughs> were putting on the table for Reggie. <laughs> that kind of bread. <laughs> I got you. The story that I had heard that Mike Holmgren told so well is that he had left a voicemail for, well, I guess at the time, an answering machine message for Reggie as the decision was playing out. And, he, you know, knowing that Reggie is devoutly religious, Holmgren tells this great story. So I called him up. I said, Reggie, this is God. Go to Green Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever he did, it worked. Thanks, Tosh. We'll talk tomorrow. See you guys.